In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. This is Let's Talk About It with Janelle King. So about, let me see, a few, it was about a few months ago, my husband and I was talking about Wayfair and there was this this issue, I know we all saw it, where people were saying that you can go on Wayfair and you can purchase products for like $20,000 for a simple sofa or something that just, just it just wasn't supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people said that it was connected to trafficking. It was connected to, um, you know, just the the being able to sell young girls or young boys um, online. And my husband was like, at the time, he said, you know, like, oh, that's just crazy. You know, it's another conspiracy theory. This is another. And so I said to him, I was like, well, number one, everything starts with a conspiracy theory, right? Everything starts with a conspiracy until it's proven to be true. But number two, I'm going to say allegedly, because we don't know if Wayfair, the company, was behind it or what was happening. Could have been a hijack. We don't know. But at the same time, I looked at my husband and I said, the reason why child abuse, molestation, um, trafficking, all of that is an important topic to me, is because I don't think I know anybody who either hasn't been molested as a child or knows someone. But I know very few people who have actually gone to jail. So that means to me that there are grown people that are living in society who have done things to children and may still be doing things to children and no one knows. It's kind of under the radar. And these grown-ups grow up and they become, or even, even if it was if they were in their 20s when they did it, a lot of times they grow up and they become elected officials. Mm-hmm. They become leaders in communities. Mm-hmm. They become teachers. Mm-hmm. And they grow up into this and, and, and become members of society. But what happens to that urge? And now you have conversations with people who are trying to explain to me that pedophilia is normal or that it's an emotion that you can, you know, you can control. And I'm just like, this is really getting bizarre to me. So I'm going to bring in two guests. My first guest is Quatonda Armstrong. She was born and raised in Mississippi and moved to North Georgia as a teenager She's the owner and operator of Exclusive Boutique and the founder of Exclusive Legacy Builders. She's a board member and active CASA advocate, a member of the Lumpkin County Rainbow House for Girls. She's also an active member in her Rotary Club of Lumpkin County and the first black female business owner in Lumpkin County. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to bring in... Her girlfriend, (laughs) who I just met, but I feel like I already love her, Um, Della Lego, who is passionate about advocating for abused and neglected children, serving in the, you're going to have to help me with this word. Enoda. Enoda. Enoda circuit, because Georgia has a lot of places that sounds totally different than what they're spelled. But anyway, Enoda circuit. 
which allows her to witness the life-changing impact CASAs have on children in foster care. She's been in nonprofit administration for over 25 years. She has a BS in economics and finance, a master's in Christian education administration, and is currently working on her PhD in leadership. She's married to Bob, and they have one daughter, Lily, who now lives in heaven. Welcome, 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 ladies, to the podcast. Thank you. you. Let's start with what is CASA? I'll let Della take, take over. Well, okay. I mean, Q is the perfect example of what a <laughs> CASA is, but CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And we are the eyes and ears of the judge, so to speak. So mm-hmm. our job is best interest. We always think about best interest of the child. So when mm-hmm. a child is placed into foster care, the ideal situation is to have them assigned with that volunteer CASA. And that CASA goes into uh, everything they can. They gather information about their background, their family, how things are going in school. They advocate for ensuring that um, their education plan is being met. Because think Mm -hmm. about it, some of these kids are being moved from school to school. The child that we're currently uh, preparing to adopt, she's been in three school systems in Mm. eight months. So imagine the difficulty of her having everything that she needs from any kind of special uniform. Her CASA, which is with our Appalachian Circuit, um, shout out to them, has made sure that she's had everything she's needed and stayed with her from every county, from Jonesboro to Chatsworth to Kennesaw and now Dahlonega. And so she also ensures that her other two siblings, they maintain relationships. Mm. And, you know, our Department of Family and Children's Services, people say the system is broken and maybe so. But I praise the people who stay in the system and at least work it, Mm. you know, because we've got to have something. And these CASAs step in and help these children Mm -hmm. find a safe, loving, permanent home. Oh, man, and that wonderful. is our goal. Mm-hmm. That and is we want wonderful. every child to have a CASA. Oh, that's I right. love that. Okay. Right. Why? So Q. Okay. We're going to call Quatonda Q going forward. So, okay. That's what I call her. She's my girl. Okay. <laughs> so Q, why are you a CASA advocate? I am a CASA advocate because I love children, mm-hmm. but because of some of the things that happened to me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted someone to fight for me. And I didn't have anyone to fight for me. Um, Before my mom passed away, she was actually a CASA. Um, So I just decided to follow in her footsteps. Um, I love these kids, Mm -hmm. and they need us. Like, they need us. There is so much Mm -hmm. going on um, in our community. And in our community, Mm -hmm. in the black community, we need CASAs. Everybody is very silent and quiet. The silence in the black community around child molestation, child abuse, trafficking mm-hmm. is deafening. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the conversation around, you know, not exposing family mm-hmm. members, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's by family members, yeah. um, is, is just deafening. So mm-hmm. what is your message or why, what, what is your message when it comes to the general public and <laughs> when we're talking about just the need for CASAs in the black community? Do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Do the right thing. Um, Again, one of the reasons why I'm a CASA is because of what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I was molested at a very young age, up until I turned about 16 years old. 
and I didn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. I encourage mm-hmm. each and every person that can volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to how to volunteer at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know everyone has a personal story, mm-hmm. and um, and and I would before we go a little bit into your story, if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's, That's up fine. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Della, what's your personal story? Well, fortunately for me, I did not experience child sexual abuse. I experienced what a lot of young girls in from broken homes experiences, um, a physical abuse from a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, my first boyfriend, physical abuse in that way. But what I will say, especially for children, and I, and I do call them children, age 18 and younger. I mean, I call them children because when they've experienced abuse, that affects your brain. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about the reality of what a child like Quatanda has been through. Mm-hmm. She may, somebody may suspect something mm-hmm. and may mm-hmm. have even reported it. But I can tell you right now, most of the time, those children will be interviewed two or three or four times Mm -hmm. and it may be that third or fourth time before they don't and I don't want to say lie because they're not lying Mm -hmm. they're protecting what they think is themselves they're Um, still mm self-protecting and that's why these forensic interviews are so important and so um, special Mm -hmm. and take such a specialty I guess is the word to say um, because it takes so much for them to come forward Mm-hmm. And then when they do come forward and it actually comes out, you only know the tip of the iceberg. There's still mm-hmm. so much more to know. Mm-hmm. And then then you get into the healing of that. And these children know, for example, if they're the one that the abuse is happening to mm-hmm. and they report it, well, if it wasn't happening to the other siblings, mm-hmm. they get taken out of the home too. So does that child also get a get? Uh, bullied so to speak by their own siblings Mm. I've got a girl right now who is um, placed she's 17 and her aunt still says it's her fault the grandparents of the of her dad their son who's in jail they blame her for their son being in jail and yet he perpetrated against her for years so there's so much complexity Mm -hmm. and then when you begin to get into the cultural aspects which q and i have talked about we struggle already because we have such a passion for women young women and we struggle with the fact that we are we are promoting in our cultures this worship of this of the over sexualized woman's body in such really a perverted way Mm-hmm. And so when you're doing that, how yeah. do these women say, I'm being abused and sexually molested, but yet I get worshipped and attention and lifted mm-hmm. up when I act these ways? Yep. It's a conflicting yeah. social media. It's yeah. a conflicting message. And for me, from a Christian perspective, it's mm-hmm. a message of the devil. It it's is. a lie. <laughs> it it's is. a perversion of mm-hmm. beauty and mm-hmm. what God wants for us. And yep. of course, it would, it would create confusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's our message, mm-hmm. Q yeah. and I. So, you know, it's interesting. You said so many things in that. And so, Q, I want to come back to you. Um, before we go into signs, What what is your personal story, as much as you want to share? Because, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I like to say this, because I was listening to a podcast one time before, and they were talking about this subject, and I want to incorporate this in my podcast. If someone's listening, and this is a trigger for them, or a trigger for you, um, 
feel free to hit pause or, you know, because sometimes it is a trigger to hear other people's stories. So I want to make sure I incorporate that. But what what is your personal story that you want to share um, that could could help others? Well, I will say this. Um, I was molested from the age of seven years old. Mm. It may have been a little bit before then. I think God had blocked some things Mm -hmm. um, up until I turned 16. Wow. Um, wow. And it was someone in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom knew. Mm. Um, I love my mom. My mom is gone. She's deceased. Um, But she was also molested. Okay. So it's almost like it's a generational thing. Yeah. Um, Her mom was molested. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about molestation, mm-hmm. I tell people there is you have fondled, you have touched, mm-hmm. and you have all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all three. Mm-hmm. I was touched, fondled, and the person had full-blown mm. sex with me. Wow. As yeah. a child. As a child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at 16, when it ended, mm. I finally kicked him. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where it hurt. <laughs> Thank God. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I told him if he did it again, I would kill him. Yeah. Um, my mom then sent me off to be with my grandparents. I graduated from high school early to leave Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And here I am now in Georgia. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the heal. No, before we go into healing, what well, are some I of the- Can something, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because Q and I talked about this and I've learned it over the years. It's been interesting. You think, and, and I had to learn this, you think people who have been sexually abused, for example, not just mm-hmm. uh, violent uh, physical abuse, but sexual abuse, they would be- you know, you know, the statistics say they're more likely to be re-victimized. Right. So why would that be if they know better than anybody mm-hmm. what's right. involved? Well, what we've been learning, Q and I, is that mm-hmm. um, what happens is as you're growing up, those mm-hmm. bells, those alarm bells that ding, 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 and the mm-hmm. red flags, that they're being, you're being taught to suppress those and mm-hmm. ignore those mm-hmm. and push them down. Yep. And so you would think rationally mm-hmm. they would be the ones that would be least likely but because they have been taught to suppress Mm -hmm. ignore it Mm -hmm. that's what makes them so much more vulnerable yeah it's like it's like they're taught that this is normal that is extremely interesting i I had no idea i didn't Mm -hmm. think about that i I, i've never i've never heard that before but it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. that it would be a Mm -hmm. suppression did you i'm sure you experienced that so what what, oh yeah what, what happened between you know, maybe 14 and 16? Like, what made, what, what was your breaking point? And how did you know so, this was no longer? So, a lot of things were happening to me. So, mm-hmm. um, when I was 14, 15, mm-hmm. I got my, I had my first job at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend of mine's brother, mm-hmm. old friend, um, he offered to take me home. Well, he offered to take me home. He went a back road. Oh, and he tried to rape me. But let me tell y'all something. Mm. At that age, I called on the name Jesus. Mm. Wow. And when I called on the name Jesus, he stopped. Wow. He stopped. 
I'll never forget that. He stopped. Did you have a relationship with Jesus at the time or did you just, it just came out? I was born and raised in the church and church was all mm -hmm. I knew. And my grandmother always said to me, when something is going on wrong, call on the name Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I did. And he stopped. Mm -hmm. I remember coming home. He, dro he actually dropped me back off at home. He did. Mm. I told the person that was already molesting me what he had done. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Wow. I get in the shower. Mm -hmm. The person that is molesting me gives me a shower. After telling them that? Yes. <sighs> wow. This is heavy. And... Believe it or not, he wanted to kill him. What is what is the twisted mindset around that? He told the therapist that the reason why he molested me was because my mom was never around. And it was so her he fault. He felt entitled to the to her, her child. Yeah. Is that common? Have y'all heard that? Yeah, is it something? is. It's mm -hmm. part of how you, how they manipulate and twist the the reality of what's going to justify. Mm -hmm. They yeah. they're able to justify it, and also how they maintain control because then he's the victim. Mm -hmm. If this did not happen, mm -hmm. then I think about someone. Think about victims of domestic violence. If you would just do what I say, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. I wouldn't get so angry. Mm -hmm. If you wouldn't do those things. Yeah. Again, you're twisting mm -hmm. the reality. It's a mm -hmm. little bit of truth because maybe you did say that. Maybe mm -hmm. you did get angry. Mm -hmm. Maybe you did wear a skirt that was too short. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. So, uh, turning this around just a tad, right, from mm -hmm. the the victim to the victimizer, um, would you say that? I've heard the concept that, you know, well, if someone is doing this, it's because it happened to them and now they're doing it to other people. In other words, that there are men who have been molested and now they're molesting other people mm -hmm. because that's what they were taught. Is there any room for compassion for victim victimizers? No. Why would you say that? Be Not that I agree <laughs> or disagree. No. I just say. Because I'm a victor mm. and I could not see anyone doing something like that to a child right i know what it did to me mm -hmm. um no so no. you say no what about you Della? well you know as a as a christian as a disciple of christ i you know obviously believe in redemption and healing and forgiveness mm -hmm. but i also believe in boundaries mm -hmm. i believe in judgment mm -hmm. and i believe in um standing firm mm -hmm. and you know what if you have done these things and you've paid for your crime so to speak according mm -hmm. to our laws mm -hmm. okay yeah. <laughs> but you know what i'm mm -hmm. still not going to let you around our children right. right and you're still going to have to be accountable yep that's exactly. right I and agree. it's we're not going to hide yeah. these things yeah it's when you know churches and civic groups try to hide it and try to make it oh let's not make it hurt so bad mm -hmm. that we do put children at risk you right. cannot mm -hmm. hide these things you've got to be honest about them yeah. you've got to keep it out in the open mm -hmm. and that's why it continues in some of our cultures mm -hmm. and in our society because we hide it that's right. we don't want to hurt feelings we 
if we just ignore it, it won't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when well, you said hide it, that 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 triggered my thought of something else. So for the people who are listening, who's saying, well, you know, this is not happening as much as some people say it is, or this is not as big of a problem, or, you know, if only we we dealt with the low income issue and the equity issue, then we wouldn't have this. For those people, is this a real problem, particularly in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's narrow it down, right? So we mm-hmm. live in Georgia, um, and I know there may be people that's listening that's not in the state of Georgia, but I would say that it's everywhere. But let's just narrow it down. How bad is it? Is it really as bad as we, we, we think it is, or are, are people really underestimating this issue? No, I think it's really, They're really under, bad. They're underestimating. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's been more focus on girls, mm-hmm. and some of that is because girls get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, we do know that boys are least likely to report sexual abuse. There's yeah. a higher instance of sexual abuse. And I'll tell you this. When you go, let's say you go look at reasons for, there's a there's a website I often use, Fostering Court Improvement. And it tells you in each district um, and each circuit how the, ch- the reasons children came into care. Mm-hmm. Well, sexual, sexual abuse may be very low. It's mm-hmm. probably for neglect. Um, maybe um, alcohol substance abuse, parents got incarcerated. But what we're not getting are those secondary issues Mm -hmm. that that will be disclosed a year or two down the road. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the secondary issues, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Q knows this as well as I do, Mm -hmm. they'll be sitting with a CASA, a foster mom, driving in the car, and all of a sudden they say, oh, that happened to me. A song comes on the radio. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know what happened to me and my cousin? Do you know what wow. so-and-so did to me? Yeah. And you begin to find out. Mm-hmm. That's when mm-hmm. the disclosure really begins to happen. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, before we get into, because everyone listening, I promise, we're going to close on a positive note. I know it's a little yeah. heavy right now. But um, <laughs> we are gonna, we're going to encourage you. Believe me, I don't ever end it without encouragement. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Let's talk about the generational issue and, like you said, the over-sexualization of girls and and young boys. Because I Mm -hmm. feel like there's been this push towards making men more feminine. And I can't help but feel like this a lot of this has to do with people who are attracted to young boys. And for some reason, I feel like it's they want the, the more feminine energy. But... Let's first talk about the generational part, and then we'll talk about the over-sexualization part. So the gener- why, why do you think we're seeing generations go through this before it stops? Or well, Yeah, what's, what's the reason behind that, your, your, from your perspective? I will always say it is the trick of the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's the trick of the enemy. It's the mm-hmm. devil. Mm-hmm. That's just what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Looking yeah, at my spiritual. yeah, looking at my grandparents, my great grandparents' generation, um, we didn't see that. I didn't see that then. Mm-hmm. But my generation, it's like do whatever, yeah. be whatever, and that's not the way God designed things. Right. And so it's a it's sickening. Yeah. Let's talk about um, before we go before we go to the oversexualization, mental health. Mm-hmm. Can can we classify this as a mental health problem when you have grown adults that are attracted to children? No. Mm. I, I don't. Not to you, um, yeah. Yeah, not to me. Because, again, yeah. 
Because in the, your case, he knew you were a child. Yeah, yeah. It's a spiritual battle. You know, from a victim, when you hear victims talking, yeah. whether they're young or, or or now adults, as as Q is, and I am not a, a clinical professional in regards to um, dealing with mm-hmm. adults who've committed these crimes, but from their perspective, mm-hmm. you're an adult. You have an urge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have an urge to go rob a bank, but I'm not going to rob a bank because you know what? I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> but I can, but I can do some things, perverted things, mm-hmm. in the secrecy of my home, mm-hmm. manipulate that young child, and nobody will ever know because mm-hmm. I can get away with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Does that make it right? No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But is it a mental illness? Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it's wrong. It's yeah. morally wrong. And it's legally wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. How has in, how has social media and the over-sexualization of our young people on social media affected what you do with CASA? I mean, are y'all seeing, did y'all see an increase? Well, you or, know, there's. I know you've talked about this some, too. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard you mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with social media, the algorithms, we've all mm-hmm. talked yeah. about the addictive nature of that. But understand, those same algorithms had a starting point with pornography, the way that the pornographers used mm-hmm. media and mm-hmm. and how to trick the eye and the ear to create that um, addiction mm. is the same methodology, same arena in which social media mm-hmm. has done. And they've done a brilliant job getting us all addicted, wanting more. We yeah. give more. We pull more from mm-hmm. it. And so then you add in the sexual component, which is also highly addictive. Mm-hmm. That's all. And my grandmother had a saying, what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. Yes. yes. So we yes. keep feeding it. Yeah. It's going to grow. Yeah. And we have we these children are getting things in their eye gate and in their yeah. ear gate that we never dealt with as children. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're not even yeah. physically, yep. biologically in their brain yeah. able to deal with these things. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. So, okay, let's switch to the encouragement. Because <laughs> I have learned more than I think I was prepared for. And man, oh man. And I really want people who are um, listening who, because I, I know for a fact there's at least one person <laughs> that's yeah. listening right now who's ever, who, who has dealt with it mm-hmm. or maybe going through it right now. Um or know someone who's gone through it or going through it. Mm-hmm. So from, I like that you say you're a victor mm-hmm. and not a victim. I love that. Mm-hmm. What is your message first to those who are currently going through the emotional pain of what they may have experienced as a child and they're adult now? Speak up, <clears throat> get help. Mm-hmm. That's important. Therapy yeah. is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, trust God mm-hmm. he can move mountains yeah he can I've seen it I'm a living witness what do you tell yourself or what did you tell yourself when you were going through your healing process thank you Jesus <laughs> thank you Jesus mm-hmm. because I don't know where I would be without yeah. him yeah you know I've seen a lot mm-hmm. been through a lot but mm-hmm. by his grace yeah. 
and Della having worked through work with um, people who have gone through what Q and so many others have gone through what is your message to those who are the victors you know my message is some people have never experienced it thank the Lord they haven't yeah. mm-hmm. but we all like you said earlier we know somebody but what's amazing to me is that you got these adults in these communities that say, you know what, these kids need me mm-hmm. and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be there for them, yeah. whatever that looks like. I'm going to be their advocate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have you can be an adult and still have never we know we have mm-hmm. people in our family mm-hmm. that have, because back in the day you didn't talk about this stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that have never shared it. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be somebody that's going to pop in your mind right now that you know is a safe person to talk to. And when you can even just get it out in the open, mm-hmm. that's when your healing begins. Mm-hmm. Don't let that stuff hide in the dark. Yeah. God is a God of light. Yeah. That's right. And regardless of how old you are, you can make a difference. I've got a casa who is 90 years old. And she continues to advocate for these children. Mm -hmm. There's a place for every because these kids, these these kids need us. They do. (laughs) This world's too messed up. We need our adults in here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So another staying in the same vein of encouragement, staying in that same vein of just you know being. Celebrating and celebrating the the wholeness that comes from healing. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at what's happening today, when it comes, like I said, to social media, when it comes to just how much we're being inundated over and over and over again, what are ways that we, as being part of the general public, can help fight against this? Um, I know becoming a cost of advocate and a, is awesome, and we'll get to how people can do that. Um, but what are some other ways that we can support? what or support other people who are going through this. I mean, I, I, sometimes it's afraid. You don't want to ask questions. You don't want to mm-hmm. pry, even if you think something is happening. So what do, what do we do? Well, I think one of the things Q did mm-hmm. is when she was really, she and the reason this came up was because she was talking about CASA and she mm-hmm. shared her own experience, how she wished she had somebody to stand up for her. Mm-hmm. And so it's she will tell you how many people have come in your shop since that little Facebook video. That video was amazing. And they yeah. have shared with you their own journey that they would never share. Yeah, that's because true. of your genuineness that's and true. your compassion yeah. and your love. And they see how you are the brightness. It has not brought you down, mm-hmm. but right. now you have been able to be lifted up and a voice mm-hmm. now for so many people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. How how has your working with these communities? And I know you for those who are listening, um, Q did an awesome video that talks about what she does, why she does it, her heart behind it. And I know I shared it. I I know a couple other people who shared it. And so, yeah. How has that how has that impacted society, so to speak? Well, um, when I did that video. I had a lot of people, a lot of women Mm -hmm. that I did not know, (laughs) friends, Mm -hmm. co-workers who had been through that. And I had one girl to tell me, Q, this happened to me when I was in high school. Mm. And she was like, I just, I don't talk about it. Yeah. I just suppress it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can't, you got to talk about it. You have to talk about it. Get therapy, Mm -hmm. get, just talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, if you need someone to talk to, I'm that girl. (laughs) <laughs> I am that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always open to talk. Okay. And you guys can always find me <laughs> in Dahlonega, Georgia. Communication. Just walk into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's close out by talking about how others can help. Um, how do you become a CASA? Well, you know, for our our circuit is, like you said, in the Enoda Judicial Circuit. <laughs> so we're called yeah. that because um, it we, we serve Lumpkin, White, Union, and Towns, Towns County. County. Okay. So we're Dahlonega, mm-hmm. uh, Helen, Cleveland, Blairsville. Ta- you know, Blairsville, Hiawassee. Yeah. And but all over the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. children need that advocate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, right now, I think there's 15,000 children that are in foster care, 15,000. Yeah. You can go to GACASA, G-A-C-A-S-A dot org mm-hmm. to find out where you can volunteer to be a CASA. Mm-hmm. And or you can go to our website, EnotaCASA.org, mm-hmm. any of our Facebook pages. Um but there is a place for everyone. That's right. You know, if CASA is not your lane, go to your school and be a mentor. That's right. Every one of those family connection groups needs somebody to come in after school, sit with those kids, help them with their homework, mm-hmm. hand out the lunch bags for, hand out the backpacks mm-hmm. on the weekend for the weekend lunch meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a place for everyone. There's mm-hmm. a place for you at your church. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there's a place for you even in your own home. Mm-hmm. Just start lifting each other up yeah. right. and providing that positive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What God can do. He That's can, right. We limit him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We limit him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Q, I want to close with you. Um, what is your message of encouragement? Anything to anybody at any moment? Like, what, Just what's on your heart um, so that I want people to hear that being a vic- what a victor sounds like. I will always say God first. Mm-hmm. Always. That's who I give all of my praise to, because without him, I would not be right here where I am. I also want to tell people um, I have started a nonprofit organization, Mm -hmm. Exclusive Legacy Builders, and um, the ages are from 5 to 16. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to teach children how to be children, Mm -hmm. but also be men and women of God. So I thank you, Janelle. Oh, you're very welcome. I thank y'all. This is great. Thank you. We so appreciate having you as our voice in Georgia. I, that I, gorgeous smiling I face. Know, my what, what did he say earlier? Brains and beauty in the same place? Wow. That's it. You know, look, some days it's just brain. What? Y'all know how it is as ladies, right? We, I mean, you know, I'm like... I love my husband. Thank you. Because he sees me. He sees it when it's just the brain. But um, <laughs> thank you all so much. Yeah. I would love to have you back. Thank you. Um, and uh, we're going to keep pushing this out, keep talking about this, and yeah. uh, making sure that we are saving our babies, saving our children. Yes, that's right. And making sure we're putting them first. Yeah. So thank you. Thank, thank you to everyone who listened. Um, I know this episode was a lot heavier than most, but it's the most necessary, I believe, because there are a lot of children who are really going through some difficult times and that are in difficult situations. And so if you know someone who would be an excellent CASA, please share this podcast. Please make sure that you, you contact me, email me, let me know. I can make sure I get information to you and everything would be wonderful. So Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to my guests. Um, Till next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About It with Janelle King. Remember to like, share, and follow this podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes have been uploaded. And if you heard something that you like, please give it five stars. And guess what? I need your feedback. Or if you just have a topic that you want to hear, 
or some ideas and ways that I can help to make this podcast more enjoyable for you, please shoot me an email. It goes directly to me at I am period Janelle King at gmail.com. That's I am dot Janelle King at gmail.com. And like I always say, remember, disagreement is democracy. Thank you for listening. Listen each week at the podcastpark.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen and subscribe. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.